not a perfect guy. But he understands that God was with him all the time. From form, forming him in his mother's womb to the heights of battle, to the depths of sin, to everywhere David went, God was there. So now I want you to put this into your life. As we study, think about David's life and how it compares to your life. Because God is with you too. He is with you everywhere you go. Everywhere you are. He is there with you when you are sinning. He is there with you in your trials and your triumphs. He is there with you all the time. Always there. Just like he was with David. So as you consider the life of David and, and his ups and his downs and, and his trials and his triumphs, God was with him. And God is with you the same way. So what does this tell us about God? It says that God made you. God made you. Now, that's important. And there's a few reasons that I want to say that. First of all, David understood that, that God made him on purpose with a purpose. Now, if that sounds familiar, it's because I constantly remind you of the same thing. God made you on purpose with a purpose. He didn't, he did, he didn't make, he doesn't make mistakes. He didn't, he didn't just come up with you. He had a plan for you from the very beginning. God made you on purpose with a purpose. And, and as I said, that there's, there's a few things that I want to pull out, draw out of that. First of all, he made you the way you are because you are exactly who God wanted to make. Exactly who God wanted to make. Now, you say, wait, I have sin in my life. I have this problem. I have that problem. God knows that. <laughs> he knows that and, in fact, has brought you through that. So who you are today is a result of those trials and triumphs in the past. Who you are today is because God has brought you to this point. So you are exactly who God wants you to be today, right now. Secondly, understand that, that, that God has a purpose for you. He intends to use you to show his love, his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness to the world. That's his, that's his point in having you. That's the reason you're made. So you need, we need to be thinking about his purpose in our life. And I, one other thing I would bring up here, um, I did my doctoral project on, on how we are made different on purpose, that we connect to God the way we're made. That, that my, my doctoral studies were on temperament, the four types of temperament, and how, you, how it affects your spiritual life. You will connect to God in a different way than I will. And you need to find that way that you connect to God and, and keep it up. Double down on those efforts. Because connect to God the way God made you. If he made you, and you are exactly who he wants you to be, then why would he expect you to connect with him some other way? Connect with God in the way he made you. If it's nature, get to nature and connect with God. If it's worship, then turn on worship music and connect to God. If it's in his word, reading, 
then, then open the Bible and connect to God. Maybe you're not a reader, then, then listen to the Bible on audio tapes or, or watch it on YouTube videos or whatever you need to do to connect to God because there isn't just one way to, to connect to God. There's not just one way that we can read Scripture. There's not just one way that we can, that we can worship. There's not just one way we do all these things. We are made different on purpose. You know, again, in my doctoral studies, I compared David and Jeremiah. David is the guy that's dancing naked before the Lord, right? This is an expressive guy. Jeremiah is the guy that's weeping before the Lord, complaining mostly. Completely different people. God made them both, had a purpose for both. So I, I encourage you to, to connect to God somehow in the way he made you. Start with the idea that I, he made me on purpose with a purpose. And then connect to him in that way. It also said, tells us that God surrounds us. Verse 5 says he is encircling you. Now, much of this psalm is, is, is kind of dedicated to how do I get away from God? And you don't get away from him when he's encircling you. When, you, when he is encamped around you, you don't get away. But the psalm goes through the, the highest of highs, the deepest of depths, the widest of widths. It goes through different places on earth. It goes through everything to say God's everywhere and is surrounding you wherever you are. God is everywhere and he surrounds us. He encamps around us. So, so uh, again, I want you to think about that for just a minute. When you feel like a, you're alone, you're not. God's there. When you feel like you're overwhelmed, you're not. God's there. When, whatever, when, you, when you feel like you're just, you're in the depths of anxiety and depression, you are not alone there. God's there. You can't get deep enough or high enough or wide enough to get away from God. He's there encamped around you, encircling you all the time. It also tells us that that God's plan is sometimes over our heads. We don't like this part. Honestly, we don't like this part, do we? We want to know what God's plan is for tomorrow. We want to know this. But this says, this says God's plan's over our heads sometimes. We don't understand it. Just because we don't understand the purpose doesn't mean there isn't a purpose. God's purpose is always at work in your life. God's plan is always at work in your life. And his, sometimes his plan, his purpose, is over our heads. We don't, we don't get to know everything, but we get to know the God that does know everything. I can tell you the kind of the overarching goal of God's plan in your life, and that is to transform you into the image of his son. That's what Christianity is about. That's what all of Christianity is about, transforming you into the image of Jesus. And so his plan for your life is going to include everything it takes to transform you into the image of Jesus. It will. That's his overarching plan. He intends for you 
to show him to everyone. That's his plan. How exactly that will work in your life, I don't know. But that's the overarching plan you can bet on. So what does this say about us? I keep saying it until you, until you hear it. You were made on purpose, with a purpose. You're not an accident. God didn't make a mistake. He formed you on purpose, and he has a plan and purpose for your life. You were made on purpose, with a purpose. And I'll say this again also. You are completely surrounded by God. You're encircled by God. There's no place you can go that God's not there. There's, it doesn't matter how far from God you feel, He's there. It doesn't matter how deep your depression and anxiety, it doesn't matter how high your joy, He's there. You are encircled by God all the time. You always have been because he formed you and you are now encircled by God. And it tells us that God, God's hand is on us. Now, what does it mean to have God's hand on us? We might think of that in a negative way, right? <laughs> we might think that uh, hand of discipline. But I want you to think about it in terms of David's life again. What did it mean for David to have, have the hand of God on him? It meant comfort when he lost his son and had trouble with his, his other son. It meant protection when he was in battle. It meant guidance when he was making decisions uh, for all of Israel, when he was deciding not to, to kill Saul. It meant, it meant comfort and, and peace, and it meant forgiveness when he committed adultery with Bathsheba and when he killed Uriah. It meant forgiveness, mercy. God's hand is on you just as it is or was on David. His hand is on you now. His love, his grace, his forgiveness, his mercy, his guidance, his comfort is placed on you right now. It also tells us that God knows everything about us. God knows everything about you, and yet he loves you anyway. <laughs> He knows the darkness in me, and he loves me anyway. You know, the, the, we somehow have this idea that we can hide our sin from God, right? I mean, Adam and Eve did it. They sinned, and then what did they do? They hid in the garden, right? You can hide, right? You can hide your sin, and you can hide from God. Did it work for them? No. Will it work for you? No. You can't hide your sin from God. He, in fact, knows it. He knew you were going to do it. And he loves you anyway. His mercy and his grace and his forgiveness and his, and his love and his comfort are just waiting for you. God knows exactly who you are because he made you the way, who, made you who you are. And he knows exactly what you've been through. And he knows exactly what you're about to do. The, the psalm says, before I have words on my lips, you know them, God. So if he knows what you're about to say, don't you think he knows what you're thinking? Don't you think he knows where you're, that darkness in you? Maybe you don't have darkness in you. I've got darkness in me. And he knows it, and he loves me anyway. 
So what must we do, knowing this about God and about ourselves? First thing, we have to trust God's plan for our life. As I said, I can't know your individual plan. What I can know is that God intends to use you to show his glory to the world. How exactly he's going to do that, the mechanics of it, I can't tell you. What I can tell you is the overarching plan is to form you into the image of his son and show the world who he is. We've got to trust God's plan, even when we don't understand it. The fact that we don't understand the purpose doesn't mean there isn't a purpose. God's purpose and plan is always at work in our lives. And the second part, I think this psalm calls out for us to live like we mean it. What do I mean by that? Live like we mean it. Do you think you were born that God specifically formed you so that you could just come here and, and consume air and food and water and then leave? That's ridiculous. He formed you on purpose, with a purpose. We need to live like we mean it. We need to live like we we're, we're meant to live. We have a purpose and a plan from God. Let's live it. Let's live like we mean to live. Just getting up and consuming resources and going to bed, that's not life. That's not the life God has called us to. God has called us to, to a purpose, to live his purpose. Our lives have purpose and meaning because God gave them purpose and meaning. So let's look at verse 5, phrase by phrase. You have encircled me. Now I mentioned that this psalm presents most of this argument in the negative. It says, I can't go anywhere without bumping into God. This word encircled literally is the word used in battle for, for a siege of a city. It's encamping around a city. Now in battle, that means nothing comes in or out, right? It means the, the, that's how they, they took cities with big walls. Is they just encamped around it, and then no food, no water, nothing could go in. So they basically starved the city out. That's that, that they were sieged. That's the word used here. But you're not, you're not being sieged by God. You're being encamped around by God. That, what that means for us is the protection of God. It means that nothing can come to you that doesn't go through him. Nothing can get to you that God specifically doesn't allow through. Nothing defeats him. Nothing defeats God. Nothing sneaks up on God. He doesn't surrender to anything. And so, so you are, it, it shows us the protection of God, that he is encamped around us, and, and nothing gets to you that hasn't, he hasn't specifically allowed to get to you. And that last phrase, you have placed your hand on me. Look at the rest of this psalm. God's hand has been placed on you from the time you were born, in fact, before you were born, to this moment right now. His, his protection is placed on you. His love is placed on you. His mercy is placed on you. His grace is placed on you. His forgiveness is placed on you. His power is placed on you. His hand on your life means guidance. It means protection. It means, it means that his plan 
for your life can happen because he's going to guide you to it. He's going to empower you to do it. His hand on us. Now, David, again, kind of says this almost as a complaint. Your hand's been on me the whole time. I'm telling you it's a praise. That God encamps around us. Nothing gets through that he doesn't specifically allow. And God's hand is on your life. His, his protection, his guidance, his love, his comfort is on your life, placed on you. Not just, not just last week, from, the, from before you were born to this moment right here. If you're about to think something, this psalm says God already, know, already knows it, so his hand's on you. If you're about to say something, this psalm says God already knows it, so his hand is on you. You are surrounded. You, you are going to run into God everywhere you go. But that's a great thing, isn't it? That's a praise, isn't it? So what's the comfort and the challenge of this passage? The comfort is God already knows everything about you and loves you anyway. His presence has you completely surrounded and nothing gets through that he doesn't specifically allow. His hand is on you, his comfort, his, his peace, his guidance, his love, his power is placed on you. The challenge of this passage, I think this psalm challenges us to live like we mean it. We are not meant to just get up, consume resources for the day, and go back to sleep. We are meant to live. We were made to live. You were made on purpose with a purpose. All we need to do is find God's purpose in our life. All we need to do is surrender to his, to his plan. Will you surrender to the plan of God for your life? I'm going to ask that you bow your heads and consider that question. Kind of pray along with me. God, you have made me on purpose. I'm not a mistake. It wasn't an accident. You formed me to be who I am. And you love me for who I am right now. I ask you to keep your hand on me. I ask you to show me your purpose for my life. Guide me. Comfort me. Give me strength. I mean, I, I, I trust that I am encamped and encircled by you and that your hand is on me as I go forward. Does that feel good to pray? Doesn't that lift your spirit? Father, we thank you for this psalm. We thank you for the life of David that, that shows us this psalm in our life. And we thank you that you are completely encircling us and that your hand is on us. Father, if there's anyone 
anyone here that doesn't know you. May they come to know you this morning. We can know you personally through Jesus Christ, his sacrifice on the cross, his resurrection. We can know you personally through him. And so we, we pray that you forgive our sin. that you come into our lives and empower us to live your purpose starting now. For it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen.